Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. So happy to be joined on the line today by Frank Bonacontri, the host of the Purple Rain Fantasy Show. We've been kind of talking about this for a minute. So happy to have him on. Man, how are you doing, bro? I'm looking good, trying to get back and uh, win a couple leagues here on tonight's game, hopefully, with the Packers and Lions. I got to get back in the game here. I'm it's an odd week, so I mean everybody's hurting the ups and downs, and you know the because hashtag because fantasy players, you know. <laughs> Are you one hoping for that Monday night miracle? Yeah, I need uh, carry on to pull through, and I need the Packers defense in another, and I can win these these night leagues this week. So I got to get it. I got to get it tonight. <laughs> All right, man. I'm I'm hoping for the best for you. I'm already done. I told you about my pathetic story. Um, yeah. Man, look, the reason we play this game is because it's it's humbling at times. It's so gratifying when you're right, but it's so humbling when you're wrong. Um, Just quick question. Who surprised you this week with their performances? Who just kind of like, you know, outright, you didn't expect them to do that. You didn't drop their name. You just didn't know. And they just, boom, had a phenomenal week. Um, I'll, I'll go a little homer with Lamar Jackson because the – Bengals and Ravens usually play kind of tight and I figured it might be along those same lines this week and it's a division rival you kind of throw the records out and and no matter what the teams are record wise they kind of play tight or it can get away at the end we know how that's gone down the past couple years but I thought his stat line this week 21 to 33 236 passing yards 152 rush yards a TD he did that with no Marquise Brown and that's his home run hitter his Mm -hmm. you know his speed um, and you look at past him and it's like, well, you really don't have any other receivers. Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts. I mean, you, you wouldn't touch these guys with a 10 foot pole. He still got it done. <laughs> and, you know, and he broke a lot of records doing it, which was cool. I think he's got like Ravens all time, all 10 spots and, you know, stat wise, which was cool. But it, it's good to see. I don't think it's a fluke, but, um, you know, seeing it again, I think you can see his progression a little bit. And there's a lot. Of, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a polarizing guy, you know, preseason, everybody either hate him or love him, or you think it's going to work for him or it's not. But I think you're starting to see a little more of the progression come around. He's more comfortable in the system. So I was kind of surprised to see him go off like that, especially running the ball and some designed runs too, because they still do need to keep him healthy. So that kind of piqued my interest there. And anybody else just kind of like came out of nowhere and just popped on the screen for you? Um, I'd say Kyler Murray. I, every week I like him. He seems to mm, be, you yeah. know, whether they win or lose, I kind of look at him and, and it's like, damn, he's just, I just like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's doing a ton, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for kind of where he's coming, right? Like he's, um, I mean, I just didn't expect him to explode like this. Everybody, he was on a lot of people's fantasy radar going into the season, right? Um, but you just never know if a rookie quarterback will really pan out like that. But fantasy-wise, he's been panning out. I'm actually losing to him right now in one league. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got that kind of 20-point yep. floor, it seems like, which is good because he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns this, this season. I said it last week. I think this could be the week against Atlanta, you know, or yes. he throws one in there. So I, I think he's going to start coming on and staying on the scene here. Matt, who disappointed you this week? Oh, it's 
<laughs> for me, I mean, it's got it. Well, it, there's a few. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, is one. But for yeah. me, a lot of Twitter stuff for me that I've had this past week or two has been Dak Prescott. And it's like you look at his game, you know, through week five, he's beat the teams he's supposed to beat. And the bad teams, he's put it on them, right? Mm-hmm. So he's playing the Jets. And you're like, man, it's the Jets. I don't care if Darnold's coming back defensively. You know, I don't see them stopping Zeke and Dak together. But he goes out there for a 20-point game. Um, he's, you know, he's kind of averaging 30, 31 prior. And he just, eh, I know it's 20 points, but it's a quarterback-driven league. And even in fantasy, too, you got to have some good good quarterbacks. If you're on a super flex with two, you know, or a deep league where you're scrambling for some good, consistent guys, Dak was a, a disappointment for me this week. So you're expecting a guy like Dak to really show up against uh, – I mean, you're expecting a whole team to show up against the Jets. And, yeah. I mean, for Cowboys fans, they got let down. For Dak owners, they got let let down. Um, Ezekiel Elliott owners, hmm, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe not as big of a blow spot as you expected. Man, what do you do with, with Dak moving forward? As you know, I mean, since the Saints game, that whole offense and that whole team has been kind of on a bit of a decline. And – you know, fans get their way, they may lose their coach. What, how do you handle Dak moving forward? Yeah, if I got Dak and I got him in two of my leagues in fantasy, but I mean, I think you got to look at like his matchups each week. And I mean, look at your league too. Are you in a position where you, you can give him up? Can you trade him? Can you do anything? I mean, are you stuck with him kind of thing? But if you got to play him, you got to look at his matchup and you got to kind of look at, I don't know, maybe was this game the, the one off, the burp, the hiccup for, you know, the Jets a bad team and they, they there's always a point where they got to lose bad to turn it around. So maybe this could be the the kickoff that he's going to come back and be more consistent and, and have more potential each week. But I got, you know, as an owner of them in fantasy, I'm looking at matchups each week. That's what I'm going to look at first. OK, so now let's talk. I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about week six. The week's not completely over yet. We're recording this on a Monday, right? Um, but, you know, we can pretty much look back in our rearview mirror a little bit and start looking forward. So if we're thinking about week seven, who are some guaranteed producers based on their matchup in week seven? Yeah, we talked about Cup um, laying an egg this week, but that was against the Niners. And and they are now an elite defense, I guess. Uh, I believe I think they're good, you know, under the radar. I love those kind of teams. But Cooper Cup um, this week against Atlanta, I think, you know, they're on the road. There's an urgency when you get on the road, so I think he can rebound quite well. Kyler Murray against the Giants. I think the Giants are any kind of defense. To, you know, you're going to start him with confidence and guaranteed producer moniker. Deshaun Watson against the Colts, a division rival game. Jacoby Brissett on the other side. I think they can both get loose this week. Mm. And, uh, and I'll throw Russell Wilson in there, too, against the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens' D, they're slipping a little bit. They don't have Jimmy Smith, you know, at corner. They're hurting her on the outside uh, skill position sets defensively. So Russell Wilson, I'm a big fan of his game, and he gets it done. It doesn't matter who he plays. He's always showing up, and he shows out each week. So I like him this week, too, for for a uh, guaranteed producer. And I'm slightly concerned about that Giants defense. Should I be at all, or, or is this – I mean, I know you're giving them guaranteed production. What type of day am I looking for? Is it a big blow-up day or just a really low floor? Is that what you're kind of saying? Oh, defense, I'm sorry, defensive Giants fantasy. God, can they they really don't turn a lot of teams over, you know? Mm-hmm. I, pressure may throw some sacks in there, you know, him on a scramble, they're going to get to him a couple times. But it's hard to say. I think he, he's the equalizer. If 
Giants as a defensive fantasy start. I don't know. You'd have to almost stream some kind of better matchup, I think, if somebody's out there. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, waiver wire targets. You know, a lot of people will be listing on maybe Tuesday. Maybe they have to make that waiver wire claim by Tuesday and hope for that Wednesday morning glory dance. What? Who are some guys who you're thinking about as good waiver wire targets for Week 7? Yeah, the waiver wire, for me, I put on uh, Twitter today at Fantasy Wire HQ. I put a little thing up with some waiver guys, and I kind of look at – when I look at waivers, I look at them for different reasons. So to me, I don't look at a waiver as like must-add guys because everybody's fantasy leagues are different. So mm-hmm. I kind of look at them as like you know a guy you want to add if you're in a deep league. Maybe it's a handcuff guy that's available. They could You could stash him. Uh, so different scenarios like that. I put in Sam Darnold. His last six starts, 66-2% completion record, nine TDs, two interceptions. That's a nice – you know, nice consistent line there, 98.5 QB rating. So if you need a quarterback, he's one that I would want off of waivers. A sneaky play would be Ed Dixon, tight end for the Seahawks coming back with Disley Hurt. Uh, Ed Dixon's mm. back. He's, he's a good matchup guy. And I think, you know, depending on this Disley injury, we don't really know the extent of it yet. But if he is to miss any time, you need to be the first in your league to grab Dixon and have everybody go, what the hell is he grabbing Dixon? Oh, damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to yep. put in for him. Uh, Jamal Williams for the Packers. Maybe we'll see him tonight, you know, pre-recording, but maybe we'll see him tonight. If he's back from the concussion protocol and stuff, he's a tough dude, man. He is good to handcuff with Aaron Jones because you never know if Jones is going to play the whole season or not. And Matt LaFleur has been getting him implemented and part of the offense a little more consistently. He was till the injury, but uh, I would want to snatch him as a handcuff and a stash if I need running back help. And then uh, I went tight end, Ricky Seals Jones for the Browns. Tight end mm. help is just, man, Little it's just Ricky. one of those positions we all need, you know? Yep. Tight end's a, a tough, tough position in the fantasy landscape. And he seems over the past, what, three weeks, like he's been getting a little more involved each week so i think he may be okay for a waiver wire man and that those are good names good names you mentioned ricky seals jones that's a good one a dixon that's a great one um i I just got blessed this week man i jumped the gun a little bit on hunter henry yeah there you uh, go uh yeah yeah that's a nice one that was look that was the one league i won (laughs) there you go (laughs) see it's fitting you got you get them and then you get you get the win too yeah man all right, so cool. Those are all really, really good names. Um, do you really think that Ricky Seals Jones thing could work out up until uh, we get back and until Cleveland gets back there? Um, tight end. Yeah, it's it. You're in a little bit of a conundrum with that, and I think you'd be all right. But just from what I've seen over the past couple games, like I said, he's been getting implemented more into the offense. And I mean, you, Baker cannot just funnel the ball to Odell over and over and over again. You know, Chubb's not going to carry. You know, the the team week in and week out. So I think they're starting to realize you got to spread the ball around. And I thought the Browns before the season started, I don't think they were going to come out like gangbusters and just start lighting the league up. They're going to need time to gel. That's a lot of talent on that team. And I think once they start figuring it out, which is about now second quarter of the season, you know, some pieces will come into place a little bit and looking at Ricky seals Jones, I think he, he was a nice free agent ad and I think he fits what they want to do. So I could see him getting, you know, involved a little more each week, each week. And then when they get Njoku back, 
you got you got a decision to make. You know, are you, what are you going to do? Is you going to get them both involved? I mean, that's a good tight end duo across mm. the league, in my opinion. I like both those guys a lot. All right, yo, um, thank you so much for joining us, Doc. We're about to head into our second phase. We're going to take a quick break, and right after this break, we're going to hop into two of our games that we really love to play here. One, trade wins. We'll talk about. Well, you know how trade wins goes. If you've been listening, then the second one is our signature game, which is trust fall, and we can't wait to hop into that. We'll be right back after this. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. All right. Hey, we are back. Um, we are talking to Frank Bonacontri. Bonacontri, right? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Host <laughs> of the Purple Rain Fantasy Show. Man, so thankful that he's joined us today. So far, he's been dropping gems Early in our in our podcast, man, if you've been listening, this if you just got right here, you need to rewind, man. He dropped some yeah. gems earlier to make you look smart in your fantasy league. All right, now we're about to hop into this next thing. Trey wins kind of works like this. Basically, um, I give you a name of a player, and based on the name, I then ask, I then say he's either on your team or he's on one of your competitors' teams, and then I ask you if you would make a trade for him or not, just kind of based on you know where we are at this point in the season. All right. I like it. All right, here we go. So you're in your league. You're doing pretty well, right? Um, but at the same time, your quarterback is Matt Stafford, right? You see, I have that in a league. <laughs> awesome. So you see on a competitive team that he has Drew Brees, right? Um, and he's not necessarily a Saints fan, but he has Drew Brees. And you know that Drew is kind of like a couple weeks away before he comes back. Is he somebody who you look across the pond and you see him on somebody else's roster? Is he somebody you put together a trade package for? Yeah, I think I would because a healthy Drew Brees coming back for a, you know, a playoff run or, you know, positioning, playoff positioning. I like that a hell of a lot more than I like Matt Stafford for the rest of the season on that Lions team. So the weapons that he's got, you know, with Brees, you know, Kamara, Thomas, Ted Ginn, I like the upside of that much more than I like my consistent Stafford. You know, if I'm in my league and I want to make a run for the my fantasy playoffs, you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd, I'd probably try to roll something together for him. If I could take Stafford and like a lesser running back or receiver, depending on the depth on my team and package it up with somebody and see if I can throw a two for one and maybe get somebody to bite. I would try it for sure. Okay. 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 Awesome. All right. Now, we mentioned how tough it's been in the fantasy world as far as tight ends are concerned. Everybody's trying to figure this thing out. On your team, you have Travis Kelsey, and you got lucky and picked up Hunter Henry, right? Mm-hmm. My question to you is, somebody sends you out a trade offer trying to get Hunter Henry from you. Is he available for trade or no? Yeah, I think I would. Okay. Because... When is the Chiefs buy coming up? Is that oh man, I don't want to put you on the spot. I, I can't remember what week it was, but man, with the waiver wire, if I could grab Dixon or even Jimmy Graham, I don't know, just somebody to plug in for one stinking bye week, I think I'd be okay with that. If I can land something good, you know, from Henry on either name value alone with Henry, his last performance, um only because yeah, week twelve. Week twelve. 
Yeah, yeah that's all right. I would do that. I would do that. I would, I would, I would dangle uh, Henry out there with, for some bait and see if somebody wants to throw me something good for that. Yeah. Now, let's make it interesting. Would you give up Kelsey, knowing Hunter's injury history? Um, probably not, but <laughs> probably not because I, man, the tight end, the tight end burned me so bad the other le- year. I got to the championship game and lost because of tight end play, and I just made it a point this year that I am not. I'm not getting beat by tight end play anymore. So for me, yeah, if somebody wants Kelsey, man, if I need if I need an RB one or wide receiver one bad or even a I I have flex ones. I have guys that I put in flex that I consider them a one and two. Yep. If there's somebody that's consistent that I could throw as a flex one, I'd really consider it. But it, it really would need to be the right offer. So it'd be a couple, you know, reject trades, counter trade deals. So somebody's gonna be working for this one, but I'll I'll do something. I keep an open mind. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. All right, here's our last one. You have on your team, you have Philip Lindsay. Right? You have Philip mm-hmm. Lindsay, you have Melvin Gordon, and you have James White. You're in a PPR. Somebody is looking to get Philip Lindsay from you at this point. Are you willing to make the trade based on the rest of your roster? Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think so because he I don't know. He may lose value later once team. I mean, Flacco is going to putter out here at the end of the season, man. I mean, I just, you, he, he can't sustain what he's already doing, let alone, I mean, the, <laughs> the offense kind of runs through Lindsay, you know what I mean? So teams are going to start stacking and taking him out of the game. And what, what is Flacco going to beat you? No. So mm. yeah, I would, I would trade him if I could get something nice in return. If somebody, if I could get somebody in my league to give me a two for one or something, maybe for him and, you know, hype them up. I, this is your guy You're getting the, you know, sell it a little bit and I could get two players in return. I would do that. Now you're in this PPR league and I'm like, man, I think I can get Lindsay from you for Julian Edelman. And I send that to you. What you got, what you doing with it? Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Okay. Edel, Edelman, Edelman is nice and consistent. It's Brady's boy. We all know that we saw the yep. montage and everything too. <laughs> yep. Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, is Josh Gordon hurt? Well, you don't know, but it, it, no matter what happens on the outside with to the receivers and stuff, Edelman's the guy. They're not even using tight end play at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the stuff is there. Targets are there for him. Good ceilings, you know, good floors each week, matchup. You know, a weaker the matchup, the nicer he'll play. So I would take that. I, lo- I would love Edelman in a flex or, you know, kind of spot that I don't have to worry much about him. Awesome. Awesome. Yo, that's cool. Thank you so much. Here we go. We're about to hop into our next one. It's called Trade Fall. I mean, I'm tr- sorry, Trust Fall. And this is my favorite one. I don't know why I'm messing up the name. It's called Trust Fall. <laughs> I, do, I do that on mine. I'll, I'll say the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, this is how it works, man. I'm going to give you a random guy and a scenario. You have not seen this before. It's not, like I said over questions, but you don't know these, right? Yep. Um, It's a random guy scenario for week seven and i simply ask you how would you handle them and you give you have three choices one is a red light which means that you wouldn't start them a yellow light which means that you would start them with caution and then a green light which means you would start them with confidence right and based on that you just kind of give me your answer based on a scenario i can also give you um the 
overall scenario, how many people are in your league and then which type of league you're in, whether you're in a PPR or non-PPR league. Yeah, all I ask is that you give me the matchup for who they're playing. Because I've looked at the schedule. I don't have it memorized yet. But, yeah, just give me who their opponent is, and I'm good with that. Got you covered. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, we just mentioned Joe Flacco. (laughs) Yep. We talked about him and his horribleness on offense. However, he has a pretty decent matchup this week against Kansas City. Touchdowns. Touchdowns in this league, quarterback touchdowns go for a full six points. Not the four-point version, but the whole six-point version. I like that. And you're in a 14-team league, two-quarterback league. The question is, how do you deal with Joe Flacco this week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? I think he's a yellow. I got If if it's 14-teamer, two-quarterback league, I probably don't have much else to pick from. But yeah, I mean that's a matchup you got to play. It's it's division. Denver knows the opponent. Um, he might not light it up, but I would start him with caution. I mean, you you throw him out there, and I think he can get a couple touchdowns. Mm, okay, okay. And if you have another option, are you looking toward that other option? Yeah, solely on matchup. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. If, you, if there's a better option, uh, give me who would you think would be a better option? Fourteen teamer. You gonna pick somebody up off waivers? Probably not too many people available, or I assume the other quarterback's like a decent guy. Oh, uh, I don't know, like Kyle Allen maybe, or even Josh I Allen about for it, the Dolphins, you know, playing the Dolphins, you know? My first thought was Kyle Allen um, yeah. because he's he's been kind of, you know, real consistent like that. He's been real yeah. good. Um, you have a guy like Mitch Trubisky playing against New Orleans. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't like no, I don't like Trubisky against the Saints. You don't like okay, so you wouldn't start him there, right? And Kyle Allen's on a bye this week. Um yeah. oh, that's right. They did the London game. See. Yep. <laughs> and and if you have a, a Daniel Jones playing against um Arizona. Yeah, I'd plug him in there. Golden Tate stepping on the scene. I I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mm-hmm. like Golden Tate, man. All right, now let's talk a little bit about our next scenario here. You have Austin Eckler, who didn't give you the best last week (laughs) in this scenario. But that goes with everybody in that offense, man. Just everybody just didn't give you their best. He had 14 rushing yards, um, five rushing attempts. It it just wasn't his best day. Now you have, like, the, you know, you have Melvin Gordon kind of sliding in there a little bit. Next week, he has a matchup against Tennessee. And we know they'll be in transition a little bit with their new starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. The question is... You're in a 10-team league, PPR. You have Eckler. How do you play him next week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? God, that's another I, – I don't, I don't want to say the same thing, but that's honestly another yellow light because, like, heading into the Steeler game, I thought he was a major um, yellow light, red light, because it's like the Steelers can shut down the run. And a lot of people kept asking me and DMing, like, what about Sony or Eckler? Who would you start? And it's like, man, I don't really like either of them, <laughs> you know, this week. And so I was telling people go with Sony and they're like, no, Eckler's more PPR targets and whatnot. But, and, and look how it turned out. It's like, you got to look at the matchup. You got to look at what they do against the run. Yeah. And Tennessee's run defense is pretty stout, but if it's Tannehill slanging it or whoever um, for the Titans, I don't know if it's a game that the, it's going to force the Chargers to have to keep up and outscore them. 
So it might be kind of a neutral caution game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think either offense is going to break it open, but you don't know what the chargers have to play from behind on a huge Tennessee lead. I don't really see that happening, but so Eckler for me would be a yellow light because I think he's got some potential, but it, it may, it may be like an overall meh kind of game, you know, for him, not anything crazy like you'd expect. And plus yep. with the timeshare of Gordon too, Gordon's back. Gordon's taking some of those, you know, carries and targets away. So he'd be a caution for me. I'd want to look a little closer into that and see uh, who else I got on my roster. Man, Gordon looks a little tentative to me, man. He looks like he's just not quite there, and it's bothering the life out of me. I don't know what to do with that dude, bro. It's, anyway. it's an injury. That, that injury makes you second guess, and you gotta you need a couple games under your belt as a player to get, all right, I trust my knee, I trust my – you know what I mean? You're That injury, you got to get over the hump. And, I mean, are we playing on some NFL team? No, but we've all had surgeries or, or gotten hurt. And for me, I mean, I can relate because I had like, I've done hernia surgery, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And then I go to the gym. I'm not lifting what I normally lift at the gym. I wait. I wait months before I feel comfortable. <laughs> so, I mean, as a player, you do the same thing mentally. Yeah, you got to get that trust back to that part of your body, the surgery and say, all right, I'm good. I'm 100%. I think Gordon would be all right in a couple games. But yeah, the, you know, it's only second game in. You got to give him a little bit more time. That's why they're going to sprinkle him in and use him you know, here and there. I look at Gordon and, uh, and I know he took that big, you know, layoff in or, or you know, kind of hold back or hold out. Right. Yeah. Um, Basically in the off season, he was like, you know, I, I don't want to come back because I don't want to get hurt. Right. Right. Because if he gets hurt, all his negotiation chips are done at that point. Right. right? Um, And so he's only back and, and, you know, just to make sure all the games count. And so, um, and so he can count this season towards his free agency. So I'm looking at him overall and I'm like, man, is he just trying? Is he just playing not to get hurt? The the commentator even mentioned that when he got back and he felt that first hit, he was like, "Oh snap! It's been a minute." <laughs> yeah, See, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think he trusts himself to like go all out. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he, he's got to say, "I've got, I go all out and I get it done." But now you got, the, like you said, you got that little bit of doubt. You don't want to get hurt. You're gonna spare it a little bit. You got you got to trust yourself a hundred percent to get out there and and go all out. So I don't know if it's there yet. You know, like you said, more hits, it'll start coming around a little quicker for him. But man, you got to go commit a hundred percent. Man, I sure hope he gets it right. Man, I've waited way too long to have him <laughs> blanking me like he's doing. Anyway, all right. So we have next on our list, we have a guy who blew up this week, but he was in a blow up matchup. He was in a good good spot. Terry McLaurin. He was in a great spot against Miami. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Same thing your guy did, Hollywood Brown. He blew up, right? He had a phenomenal day against Miami. And next week, in week seven, he's going up against the surprising to me and to almost everybody who watches football, San Francisco 49ers, whose defense is legit, and they are not playing. My question is, with the quarterback, right? Case Keenum is back. But with their quarterback, with their situation, how do you handle Terry next week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? I'll give you a red. I'll give you a full stop. Uh, Case, Yeah, I know he's the F1, and I love this guy. But Case Keenum against the Dolphins, 13 to 25, 166 yards. Two touchdowns, don't get me wrong, two touchdowns. But he is not gonna have the pressure you know what I mean like he had he thought he didn't have pressure in Miami the Niners Bosa that whole mm-hmm. front line they're mm-hmm. gonna 
they're ready to light him up. So <laughs> Keenum doesn't scramble. Keenum doesn't, you know, move the pocket around. He doesn't, he can barely step up in it. I can't see him getting F1 anything mm. at all. I mean, maybe give him a couple catches, but man, would he be 40 yards or so, 50 yards maybe? I can't see him doing much at all. There's just no, no way he's going to be able to, he's going to be under siege all night from that Niners pass rush. I think the Niners can get, I think the Niners can play their game with their front four and let the back end just do what they do. I don't think they need blitz packages or creative stuff. I think they can get to them front four, generate the heat. I know uh, Trent Williams, you know, a tackle that the Redskins are in a big bad way with him, but man, I think they'll get it done. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start him. He could be a big gun. Man, that's hard to hear. Um, I know. But I, look, they're facts. Because, I mean, San Fran is way more real than I thought. Yeah. Legit. Jesus. They are legit. They are shutting people down. And I like Richard Sherman being a part of a great defense again. It kind of gives him his swag back. It's been a minute. Yeah, I like I like Sherman. I liked him when he was with Seattle. Um, I just I like his game. And I, I just like all the trash talk. I love that stuff. I love it. Yo, so I'm going to – we're going to come to somewhat of a um, – a weird thing, right? It's not super weird for everybody, but he's been on people's radar for a little bit. Auden Tate, right? Um, he he kind of came a, a, around this week and, and played really well. He played really well, and, and maybe he could be the guy moving forward. Maybe the A guy. I'll say A guy moving forward, right? You look at him, but I'm also hearing rumors that somebody might be back this week. AJ Green, <laughs> he yeah. may be back. Um, how are you handling Auden Tate in light of all this information and in light of what's going on? Plus, you may get a Jalen Ramsey sighting, and you don't know. So how do you handle Auden Tate next week against Jacksonville? You're in a 14-team? No, you're in a 12-team league. It's no PPR. How are you handling Auden Tate next week? Red light, yellow light, green light? Uh, no PPR, 12-teamer. I'd probably red light him because mm. green if you look at the pecking order, Green comes back as the one in real life, Boyd slips to two, and then Tate's probably your slot guy or, or an outside. I don't think they do much with four wide receivers, really. But, yeah, I mean, if it's non-PPR, how many looks is he going to get with Green? Could Eifert, you know, are they going to use him more with Green there on the outside for packages or or looks? So you're really dependent on a score, you know, and I don't see yeah. – yeah, with the Jags, I don't know if they really – they don't really have to focus on him. They're going to look at that Ravens game and go, man, Tate was lighting it up. Back shoulder throws, he looked nice. Um, but I think they're okay to contain him, you know, and get only limit him to like a couple catches, two, three catches, 20, 30 yards. If he doesn't reach the end zone and you got him in your fantasy lineup, that's a dud, you know. And you don't know what man. Green's going to do, but if Green does anything, you know, he's going to command the attention. And if that happens – that's going to open up Eifert and Boyd, you know, for opportunity the way I would break it down. So I'd see them maybe having a slightly better week than, than they, you know, you foresee against the Jags, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. Frank, did anybody goose you this week? Goose me? Yeah. Any zero? No, I I'm telling you, man, I had Geronimo Allison goose me on that week one. No, I I, I dropped him. So I, (laughs) I'm playing with the goose. I'm playing with the goose. You do that and you're out. 
But no, I haven't yeah. had any guys any guys drop zeros on me, man. But nothing hurts more than that. That's like the worst. That's like the that's like the gut punch and then a spit in your face almost deal, you know? That's the worst. Man, somebody goosed me this week. Demarcus Robinson. Ooh. Robinson. Ooh. Oh, for the Chiefs? Yeah. Yep. Damn. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Did he goose me? I think he did goose me. I think he goosed me, goosed me. Well, yeah, if he didn't, go- if he didn't get to- get the goose, then he got like a single digit game on your. No, summer. he goosed me. Yeah, Four see, targets, zero receptions, zero yardage. It's like he could have said at home, he goosed me. Yeah, that that those are the worst. I have no patience for them, man. I mean, if it's like a tier one player, yep. All right, I'll give I'll give you another week. But if you're low end, you know, bottom of the totem pole player, you're out on my teams. <laughs> And we got one. We have one thing here, bro. We have one thing here. Don't goose me, baby. Just don't do it. That's Absolutely, man. All right, cool. So here's our here's our last um here's our last bit. You, I'm gonna give you three colors, and there's a scenario behind each color, right? Um, you get to pick the color, and then based on the color, I'll give you the scenario. Here are the colors: black, blue, green. You pick the color. I'll give you the scenario. Since it's Monday night. I am in Wisconsin. It's green, baby. All right, here we go. Preston Williams. Yeah. All right. How you feel about Preston? Love him. You love, love him? Yeah, I like him with Rosen a hell of a lot more. Um, but with Fitzmagic, how I I don't know. I guess if you're, the, I'm trying to put myself in the place of the coaches in in Miami, right? You're looking at what he did. All those targets. He showed up. He showed up on tough games. He caught what was thrown to him. Um, how do you drop a guy off the game plan like that, right? Now, I know it's it's a chemistry thing. Well, you know, Fitzpatrick doesn't throw to him that much. He's got to get to know him. That's Rosen's boy. Rosen funnels in the ball. But I think coaching-wise, you got to keep him implemented in that offense. So if he drops off, you know, over the next two weeks, and it's going to be Fitz magic again, right? Yep. Maybe I drop him or move on, but I'm not going to dump him just because Fitzmagic came back. I'll wait. I'll wait a game or two. We got Preston. You're in a, this time, you're in a 10-team league. It is PPR. You got Preston next week against that vaunted Buffalo defense. You know, they've been carrying a lot. You yeah. got, got Preston going up against that Buffalo defense. You're in a 10-team You're in a ten team PPR. How are you handling him next week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? Oh, that's a big man. That's a tough one. Oh, yeah. I want to say I want to say red light because he didn't Ooh. he didn't really get anything. He didn't really get anything this week. My gut would say that right off the bat. But um, and the matchup, you know, looking at the matchup and what happened last week. Um, but I would go a caution, like I just said, with with the coaching, they got to keep him part of that game plan offensively because it seems it looks like the talent's there for the guy. He catches the ball. He looks good. He, he makes the plays. I don't. I don't see how you shy away from that. So I would I would have a caution with that, you know, kind of look over your league and see what you got, if there's anything better. Uh, but PPR, yeah, I mean, he's got to catch, say, three to five, right? I mean, got man, to. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo is going to shut that run down for Miami. Yep. And I guess as far as Fitzpatrick goes, not a common opponent, but it's not a team that he doesn't know anything about. You know what I mean? He should be all right. I think he should be all right passing the ball or getting somebody – some run there have they made that determination to where they're going with um fish magic i i haven't heard anything it seemed it kind of seemed like uh yesterday 
you know, Rosen's benched and fair this. And you could see some of the, I don't know, the Twitter talk, like this yep. was going to be a thing, but I, unless you follow, you know, I don't follow a bunch of dolphins beat reporters. So I don't know if it's, you know, any truth to it, mm. but it's, it's hard to say. I don't see, man, after those first couple of weeks with Fitzpatrick, I don't see going back to him when they traded for Rosen, they they've got something invested in them. So yeah. hard to say. Man, I don't know what to do with that boy, man. I don't know what to do with him at all. I don't know whether they should send him to another team so he can learn behind, like, maybe a Tom Brady or something. Because um, I know they're tanking, right? I mean, it's obvious. Yesterday tank made it more obvious for... than I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, Get tank for Tua or just do something and get a trade. <laughs> yeah. Put some good game tape together, right? Man, I have no clue what's going on with that, but I know he's not the guy. That's what I do know. I know he's not the guy for them, and I think they they're probably going to trade him off. And I, looking at his tape this year, I don't I don't know what type of value you would get back for Rosen. I really don't. Yeah, it's hard to say unless he would come on late in the season and and put something good together. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. Yo, thank you so much for joining us, man. Frank B has been with us the entire time. Thank you so much, Doc. Do us a favor. Tell us where we can find you on social media. Tell us, you know, where we can find your content so we can get more of this phenomenal information from you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ, and that's my page. I run that. Um, I do the Purple Rain Fantasy Show uh, weekly. I couldn't do it this week. I had too much going on with my full-time job in real life. But um, that's weekly show, breaking down fantasy matchups each week. And then on the web, online, you can go check the site out, and that's thefantasyfootballwire.com. And on that, I just kind of got like an all-in-one, you know, podcaster on there, uh, rankings, starts and sits each week, and uh, some score projection pages, player comparison tools. So you can hop on there and give that a run. And then on the radio, weekly, every Thursday afternoon, I'm on uh, WNST, and that, they're out of Baltimore, 1570 a.m., I just do like an NFL fantasy spot with my man Dennis out there and you can catch that live and then they replay it every Sunday from eight to noon and you can go right on my site and find that. That's, that's pretty cool to listen to. If you got, you know, the last minute starts and sits and all that stuff. And then both of us, me and you, you know, we're always on Twitter talking shop. So, you know, hit us up anytime. And I love going back and forth with everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Yo, thank you so much for joining us, Frank B. Hey, if you're out there and you're listening, he told you where you can follow him, where you can find him. Go follow him right now. He's always dropping gems on on Twitter. I see it all the time myself. So go ahead and follow him and see what's going on. Thank you for joining us. Look, you've been here every week. You know what the deal is. We are here constantly, week after week, trying to make sure you don't suck at fantasy. That's all we want to do. Every week we're here. What I like is that there's safety in a multitude of consoles. So every week we're bringing you the absolute best in the business to help you out with your fantasy teams. I hope you go tell a friend about it. I hope you take the information and make yourself better at fantasy football. Have a blessed and wonderful day. We out. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in.
Aaron Simpkins here, the host of the True Strength Life podcast and owner of True Strength Apparel. Check out truestrengthapparel.com where we have tank tops to flip flops and anything in between, all based on a message of the truth of Jesus Christ. Keep it locked right here with my family from the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out truestrengthapparel.com. Hello, my name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of The V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast.